0: Hi, welcome to the CSE Podcast. I'm your host, Barrington Miller, Director of Issuer Engagement. And today I'm here with Johnson Joseph, CEO of Peak Fintech Group. Welcome to the show. Hey, Barrington, Thanks for having me. Uh, for those of you who may have been following our CSE Podcast and things of that nature, you, <laughs> this might be a familiar face. We might be uh, two familiar people because... We did an interview, I'm going to say two, maybe three years ago, I think it was two years ago, uh, which you can find on YouTube under, uh, you know, CSC TV. And we were talking a little bit at the time about peak positioning, which has changed their name to, of course, peak FinTech. Uh, if you haven't had the pleasure of listening to that interview, you don't have to. Because now we're we're here, but we're going to do it all over again, except with updates. So, tell us what does Peak do um, in the markets? What's what's your business model?
1: Okay, uh, very high level description of what we do. Barrington is um, we uh, bring together, we manage a uh, an ecosystem of small, medium sized businesses and financial institutions now the original idea and that, that that's still the idea is to allow small business to have easier access to credit when i say easier access you know small businesses whenever they need loans sometimes they'll go to a bank they'll knock on the door and the bank will ask them for a set of documents analyze blah blah and then more often than not the answer is no right so this was the old way of doing things. Now, what we what we brought to the market, we said, okay, you know what? If you're a small business, join our ecosystem. Give us access to your information, to your business information directly from your accounting software, right? So that we know exactly how well your business is doing in real time. We can go back. We can analyze. We can analyze your business's performance much and much greater detail than any human could do because we use analytics to do that, right? So we also invite financial institutions, lending financial institutions to be part of this ecosystem. And they all they have to do is they have to tell the ecosystem, the platform, what they're looking for in terms of the ideal um, borrowing client, right? So they enter their criteria and essentially the platform matches the small businesses with the right lending opportunities and boom, that's it. And that's how we, we, we charge a fee. So whenever there's a match being made, we charge a fee.
0: You are a dating service
1: for uh, for lending. Exactly, you know. So we use <laughs> we use basically like eArmony uses whatever uh, I, I can't remember what the what their sort of thing is, but like we use analytics and artificial intelligence to make sure uh, the right lenders are matched with the right borrowers, and we minimize uh, loan default rates for the lending financial institutions, which is key in what we do.
0: Now, do banks? Use your your platform, use your service? Yes, we have banks, we have um, leasing companies, we have
1: alternative lenders. If you are a bona fide financial institution and you're authorized to make loans, you can be part of the business hub ecosystem.
0: Now, what are the types of businesses? And do you, I mean, obviously uh, you're in the analytics business. What kind of businesses are seeking loans? Uh, What are they using it for? Is there a trend? Is it the same as it was three years ago um, as it is today? Can you give oh, some gosh. insight into that? Yeah,
1: listen, um, there, there are all kinds of businesses, uh, um, any small business, whether you're a restaurant retailer, um, even some consultants, it doesn't matter. Right. If your business and it's not just like, I mean, originally we thought it was going to be, um, you know, um, for, for, for business improvements, blah, 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 and stuff like that. But what we find right now is that a lot of businesses are using um, the ecosystem as a way to manage their cash flow on a regular basis. So they will basically need short-term loans for 30 days, 60 days. They've made a sale; they need access to their cash quickly. You know, they're like, "Oh, okay. You know what? I have an offer here. Let me just borrow $10,000 for the next 30 days or whatever." So um, all kinds of businesses for all kinds of reasons. We don't base we don't limit anything. It could be you know um, to 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 finance the purchase of equipment you know if you're a factory or whatever and stuff like that so whatever you can think of a business
0: would need funding for Barrington we facilitate and uh, you're operating out of China or the the platform is in China is that correct that that is right yeah now are there any are there any plans for it to expand um to other countries in Asia or or even more globally
1: we're, well, that's a good question. Um, the, the, the actual technology was developed um, uh, here in Canada right, by a company called uh, Kubler, which, by the way, um, I'm, I'm also um, one of the co-founders of Kubler. So um, there's a transaction potentially being done between uh, Peak and Kubler. I can't talk. I, I no, can't no, talk, don't too much talk about the transaction nope, right now. No, nope. but uh, it's in the public domain already. So there, there's something in the works. But yes, um, Peak is looking to come to North America with the ecosystem concept.
0: Um, now, since you brought up Kubler, Kubler, I don't know why I have so much trouble pronouncing that. What uh, what is it? What does it do? and how does it tie into Peak? Well, Kubler is the technology
1: at the base of what Peak is doing right now. It's also, it's also the concept itself, right? So uh, we borrowed the technology and we borrowed the the concept of the ecosystem where we bring together small businesses and lenders together. So that was originated um, in Canada here. And we Ported that over to China, started to operate the um, the ecosystem in 20, 2018. And we had a bit of a slow start in 2018. We generated, I think, $1.6 million in revenue. Uh, 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 you know, A year later, 2019, we scaled that up to, I think it was $11.7 million in 2019. 2020, uh, we did 42 uh, 42 million dollars, and this year for 2021, we're forecasting in excess of 100 million. So you can see how quickly um, the revenue is scaling. That's because more and more people, more and more small businesses are flocking to the ecosystem and attracting more lenders as well. So it keeps growing and growing and growing. So now that we've proven the concept, we've more than proven the concept, I would say, uh, in China. There are obviously more opportunities to expand in China. China is a country of it's an estimated 115 million small, medium-sized micro businesses. So there is a ton of room to continue to grow the business in China. But the concept itself, we believe, lends itself to other regions of the world, right? So the, 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 uh, the problem that small and medium-sized businesses have to access credit, it's not just a Chinese problem, right? We all know we have the, the small right. businesses in Canada, the US, and the UK, Europe, whatever have the same issue. So the plan is to eventually expand this concept to other parts of the world, starting now, with North America. You
0: can't, uh, you can't be the only players in the space because there's just too much. What uh, what differentiates Peak from the competitors that may be out there?
1: That's an excellent question. Um our biggest advantage, uh, of Barrington, is that Business Hub is a lending platform. We can talk about like when there are more things that we've added now. So we changed the name uh, most just recently from Lending Hub to Business Hub. And we'll get into why in a minute. But uh, to answer your question, what separates Peak uh, from the competition? Most lending platforms out there are focused on consumers. Okay? They do consumer loans. They are either lenders themselves. The platform itself is a lender or and they focus on consumers. Peak is the only one with the Kubler Business Hub that focuses exclusively on B2B business businesses to businesses, right? So we bring together small businesses and a lending financial institutions. It's not a P2P platform, meaning that you cannot be an individual and you have a lot of money, and you say, "Okay, you know what? I'm going to lend through the uh, the business hub." You cannot do that. You have to be a financial institution. Uh, you have to be reg- regulated by the government as a financial institution for you to be a member of the world and of the uh, of the uh, the hub. And as a business, you can't be a consumer. Yes, if you are a sole proprietor uh, and you own a business, yes, you can not right. be there and more. But you have to be a business. So we're the only company really that focuses exclusively on b2b and that sort of issue
0: well it's uh it, and that's good for the investors too because you said a key word and that is regulated um it's it provides uh, some sort of safety not only to the investors but of course uh to peak as well and, and to actually to everybody everybody in the ecosystem that is um that is really really good now uh at the CSE, uh, we have a lot of cannabis companies, and I'm not sure where cannabis stands as of today in China. Um, I believe that it's it still't stand, it doesn't no, stand anywhere. Uh, I believe it uh, is still illegal. Um, but I would, I would be curious uh, if if and when the peak platform um, relocates to other areas uh, that do uh, accept uh, cannabis companies if this if this stay model uh would still apply or if there would be different types of tweakings uh that would be needed per jurisdiction um i think it's really really good um no sorry go ahead go
1: ahead no no i was i, I was going to say the, the the most important thing um that we do is wherever we end up going we have to follow the local laws right local jurisdictions right for lending for doing business in general so we're in china right now we respect uh the the rules that are set up um for by the 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 government in china to operate in china um if we come to north america uh once we come to north america i should say uh on the lending side we have to respect in canada we have to respect canadian rules right for for lending once when the u.s is the same thing so uh going back to your cannabis uh, uh question you know, the cannabis is legal here in Canada, right? So if you own and operate a cannabis store or whatever, you're a small business, you know, you're small you business. Want, yeah, yeah, you're a small business. You want to register on this platform and have access to, uh, uh, to, 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 uh, loans, credit. You want to network, you want to advertise, you want to do whatever, you know, uh, you can be part of the ecosystem for sure. Uh, when you
0: were, when you were talking in the beginning, uh, and explaining so eloquently about, what it is peak does and how what the light bulb went off for me when you said companies open up their books, they open up, um, they show you what's under the hood. Mm -hmm. And for me, that might be another opportunity. If say peak were to do an investment arm, because now you get to take a look at what's under the hood and maybe this company that is showing you and revealing is really really good, and perhaps Peak or somebody that's affiliated with Peak may want to make an investment. Is that a consideration? You, um,
1: when you say an investment, are you talking about like uh, potentially
0: acquiring your, like businesses? Acquiring, that acquiring, uh, you know, helping. Uh, just you know, you get to see you, you get an insight into that's, that. That's a, that, that's a bit of a tricky question. We,
1: I th- we don't get to see really uh, um, uh, Barrington. What I mean by that is it's all done behind the scenes. It's all analytics and AI, right? So uh, there's nobody at peak that actually sees the information right from the businesses. Like, I mean, we don't see what the this company's uh, receivables are or whatever stuff like that. Nobody sees that. So it's all, the information basically gets pulled by um it's it's an API link, you know, it gets pulled from the accounting system, and nobody sees that. The the actual analytic analytics engine does all of the work, right? Automatically. Okay. And the AI kicks in. So nobody really sees the information is is anonymized completely. So we don't really know, we don't really know like you know how well Joe's pizzeria is doing, for example. The the the, the, the platform does, and the platform will match. Joe's Pizzeria with, I don't know, like uh, uh, the Laurentian Bank or whatever. I'm using an example here in North (laughs) America, you know, uh, for a loan. But nobody at the company
0: actually sees this information. Okay. All right. I just thought I saw uh, another revenue stream for Peak. Not that you need it with the growth that you're having. (laughs) Not that you need it. What's that? Not not that you need it with the growth that you've had. (laughs) No, (laughs) we... (laughs)
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> no, we, we we always we always we always, we can always use more, more growth. No, for sure, no, but we we have to respect the the, the privacy and the, you know everything like you know about the you know uh, the data of our clients and stuff like that. So yeah, everything is is encrypted, anonymized, and when we when we do, uh, we also aggregate the information for different uses. Um, and there, there are other ways where we plan on monetizing that data, but we do it in a way. That always protects the privacy of our clients.
0: Now, I want to I want to touch on a topic or subject that might be a little bit delicate. Uh, based on the jurisdiction that you're operating in, it's fair to say it's been in the news uh, a lot. There's um, there's been information about China, mm-hmm. positive and uh, not so positive, positive. And, and I don't want to get into the geopolitical aspect or, or things like that, but I do want to take on an investor mindset and what sort of things in your experience and peaks experience, uh, would ease an investor's mind operating in China, especially when you're hearing a lot of the noise that you're hearing in, uh, in media, both social and, and in print.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. Listen, um, so far, I have to say, uh, uh, Barrington, our experience in China has been extremely positive. Um, China is a country of, you know, laws. Like, I mean, again, I don't want to touch on the you know, geopolitical aspect or whatever and stuff like that, but what they have done is they've told us from day one what the rules are, like, I mean, for, for where we want to operate, uh, they told us from day one what the rules are. Right. And we actually work with the government in China at different levels to make sure, hey, you know, this is a foreign institution. This is a foreign company here uh, trying to do business in China. So they actually we told them what we wanted to do, and uh, they recognized that we would be ver- bring value to various industries. The supply chain in China has benefited a lot from our services and will continue to do so. Uh, we felt uh, the economies locally where business operates So the government has been very, very supportive of what we do. Now, to touch on what you may have heard recently uh, about, you know, uh, companies, uh, fintech specifically, companies getting shut down or whatever, uh, you know, ride sharing companies getting their apps pulled and stuff like that. I've seen it all like I follow the stuff. But what you have to understand is the Chinese government is really uh, um, very, very protective of their citizens. OK, so what they're trying to do uh, and, and, and some citizens are more vulnerable than others. Right. So they will download an app. They'll give information or whatever. And what is happening is uh, um, some of these companies um, are basically pulling information on citizens without really them knowing. And they're using that information without the citizens being aware of what they're doing with that with that information. So the government felt that they needed to step in to protect their citizens. Now. In the fintech space uh, uh, in particular, uh, when fintech started to boom in China, consumers, again, remember there's a there's a big difference between what we do, we're a B2B, we're not in the consumer space at all, right? But there are a lot of consumers that all of a sudden had easy access to credit Barrington, and it was just like a free-for-all, you know? People were just borrowing money that they could not repay and it was leading to tragic, tragic situations, you know? Uh, they were getting harassed by, you know, accreditors and they couldn't pay. And uh, unfortunately, some people ended up taking drastic like I don't want to say, but like, you know, they ended up harming themselves. Let's just say, you know, and it was creating a lot of chaos. And so the government knew that they needed to step in and and and, and put an end to all of this. Right. So that's why they started to crack down. Uh, uh, Some of the P two P peer to peer platforms were the most responsible for that, so the government stepped in and put an end to all of that, And, and and they started to put more regulations in the whole industry. Now, I'm not saying all of the companies that are being investigated by the government in China are guilty of these practices. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm just trying to say that there's a reason why the government has stepped in and has made. Put put in more severe regulations, let's just say, in in the
0: industry. No, I, I appreciate that insight so much. It's it's not a it's not a viewpoint that we hear often. Um, it seems like the news wants to be first. It doesn't necessarily want to be right or need to be truthful, uh, which is a shame. So, speaking with with somebody like yourself, who is operating a business there, who has experience, who's worked um, in the Chinese jurisdiction for. I don't know how many years, but <laughs> I know it's a I know it's a few Since probably.
1: 2011, we've been there, Barrington. Exactly. So, yeah.
0: Um. So no, I we really really appreciate it. Now let's move on to current investors and would be investors. What do they have to look forward to uh, with Peak FinTech Group? Uh,
1: yeah,
0: that you're allowed to of- say.
1: No, yeah. Now we, 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 one of the things uh, about this company Barrington is that we are very transparent. We, we have a game plan, we have a vision and we're executing, but we're telling people what we're going to do. Right. So um, things short term right now on um, what we're looking to get done is, uh, is talking to you about this is a little bit like tricky, but the move to the Nasdaq, right. I, I think you're aware that we are looking to um, to graduate to a, to a, To a senior exchange uh, in the U.S., the Nasdaq. Now the CSC has been fantastic to us. You know, Barrington. Like you know, you know how I feel about the CSC. I've already I've told you that (laughs) every opportunity I have, I will praise the CSC because you guys have been fantastic partners for us Uh, ever since we joined the exchange. You truly are the exchange for the entrepreneur. Other than the Nasdaq, well, the expansion to North America. This is something that uh, we definitely want to do. We want to be at least in Canada by the end of the year with operations and generating revenue. And uh, if possible in the, in the, in the U S as well, but certainly we want to be in the U S by call it first or second quarter of, of 2022. So those are some big events that investors can look forward
0: to. Appreciate the kind words and the, and the sentiment. Um, Everyone's you know what we uh, the last time we, we spoke, we talked a little bit about food, um, because, oh, yes. yes. The dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let's uh, let for the uninitiated, um, we like to eat. And what is your what is the dish you miss most because of lockdown because remaining of, in Quebec? Of, what is the dish you miss most? Um, China, China, about China? Yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. Okay. Golden's
1: Mother's Dumplings. Like every like when we go yeah, (laughs) for those for those who don't know, uh, Golden is uh, uh, the co-founder of uh, uh, Publer and Peak. He's my best friend. We're running this company together. Uh, We would not have been we would not be in China if it was not for Golden. So by the way, um, we have a vision. Um, You know, we we had a game plan, a vision. We started um, with this with this uh, business of concept in 2017. And uh, um, he's executing over there. Like, I mean, we had a vision and uh, 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 um, sometimes he, devi- he, he, he he sometimes wants to deviate a little bit from the vision. So I have to kind of like bring him back. No, no, no. There are so many opportunities I have to bring him back. But he has delivered as the market will see. Um, I haven't been able to travel to China. So he's had to do uh, a lot of the heavy lifting himself in terms of like you know getting deals closed but we speak on a regular basis but going back i kind of like uh, drifted a little bit from the topic <laughs> oh. but going back to what we we're saying um every time we we uh we go to china uh, lately the last couple of years um because his mother used to live in a different city but she now moved to to wuxi where we go that's where our head office is in china so sure. every time the last couple of years we've gone back um she's made dumplings for us and wow barrington like i, I i'm already a big you know like i, yeah. I, I told you from last time i was already a big fan of dumplings but without a doubt she makes the best dumplings in in, in the city and perhaps the whole province
0: so oh that's, that's now now i'm hungry and i'm probably gonna <laughs> order some some dumplings mine mine are pork dumplings um fried pork dumplings
1: Oh, yeah. No, you can't go wrong with dumping.
0: You, you just can't. can't go wrong. You, you, you can't go wrong. <laughs> and uh, for those listening and maybe those watching, it, um, we want to say thank you uh, for, for taking the time to learn, uh, either learn or relearn about uh, Peak FinTech Group. We wish you nothing but continued success. Uh, please stay safe. Please let us know if there's anything that we can do. If you like this type of programming and you wish to hear more, let us know. Drop us a line, uh, media at the cse.com As well, you can check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. On YouTube, CSE TV. If you don't know, we have now hit uh, 700 listings. We have also hit, I believe, 5,000 subscribers on LinkedIn. So we are moving in the right direction, and we couldn't have done this without you. And we wouldn't be here without companies like Peak Fintech Group, Trading on the Canadian Securities Exchange. Thank you for listening. And thank you for the time and for educating uh, not only myself but everyone involved. It was a pleasure, Barrington. It, re- it was really, really nice to see you again after so uh, you know, know pandemic and everything. So I know. I even I even dressed up. Even <laughs> dressed up <for> you. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Take care, and we'll see you at the next episode. All right.